Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And we are here today to talk to you about personality tests. To see if you have a personality disorder. Because we're doctors. We're professionals and very educated. <laughs> um, no, we're just going to talk about different personality tests that we've taken and kind of compare them. And these are really fun to take and they're also scary accurate a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, a little humbling sometimes too. When yes. it tells you what you, your flaws are. Yeah. But first, well, I wanted Chelsea to talk about the 10-day social media fast that she has been doing and just kind of get her thoughts on it. I've honestly kind of been doing it just because I haven't been on social media that much at all this week, but I also have like a ton of stuff to post for uh, work. Yeah, it's hard when it's it's a job. I can't like... I can't just delete the app, but I have been spending a lot less time on it, I will say. Yeah, well, even me, I had to download it when we post our our episode because I had to like go on Instagram. Instagram, Yeah. Yeah, download the app back and got on and gave myself like one or two hours to like do everything reply to dms and all that stuff but so how long um has it been has it been since you started um what's for it's friday so since sunday sunday monday Tuesday, six, oh, days. six days and so this is what i was saying last night to jc because i it's not like my mental health and like my happiness has gone up it's more that my time is no longer wasted i and that's not what i thought going into it So the reason I did the fast is because, um, as you guys know from our previous episode, we are LDS or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so fast. (laughs) It's so long. It's such a long thing. And (laughs) anyways, we were encouraged as women to do a 10-day social media fast Um, because they had done it with the youth, and I think they're just kind of going through everyone. And so I was like, you know what? I need to do that. I think I spend a lot of time on there, and I was thinking maybe because I'm like comparing myself and maybe I'll be happier, whatever. And so I deleted the apps. I deleted Twitter, deleted Facebook. I don't ever get on Facebook anyways, but I deleted Instagram. And seriously, I have gotten so much done this week. I seriously just go through and scroll and get into this black hole of even just watching videos and like funny memes or whatever. I just get into a black hole and, and then I check my screen time app thing. It's oh. like five hours. Yeah. I'm like, I spent five hours on my phone today looking at social media, wh- whatever it was. I know. It really is because um, that's what I was saying to Chelsea is like I never really get on social media thinking I'm bored. I have nothing else to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. get on social media. I get on to do something really quick. I mean, I do get on and scroll sometimes just for fun, I guess. But 
a lot of times it's like, oh, I forgot I needed to post that or I needed to do that. And then I, two hours later, I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I've been on Instagram for two hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's so bad. And any social media can really draw you in because same with Facebook. Like I I rarely get on Facebook, but um, I was on the other day to post a video that I needed to post and I was like, oh my gosh, this person's dating this person. That's so crazy. I kept scrolling. Oh my gosh, she had a baby. And then I just got suckered in and I was seriously on it for an hour. And it's crazy how many hours you can spend just scrolling, especially when you don't have a job that you work nine to five. Mm -hmm. Because when you're working all day, like even when I was up at the cabin working, I was seriously working all day every day. So that's really the main reason I didn't get on social media is just because I simply did not have the time. Yeah. But when you are like a freelancer, you work for yourself, it's a lot easier, I think, to just get caught up in it because you're like, well, I don't have anything pressing to do. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? And oh, so yeah. And you just scroll, scroll, scroll and waste all It your was time. even habit. And that's why I had to delete the app instead of just, like, not getting on. Because yeah. my finger just naturally goes and pushes the Instagram button. So I had to delete the app. So I had no other choice but to find something else to do. I honestly should have deleted YouTube, too. but Because then at that point, I was like, oh, I should watch a YouTube video. Like, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really consider that social media because I first of all don't have one that I post to and I don't really watch YouTube that often yeah but I did watch the Jake Paul documentary by Shane Dawson and it was well I haven't finished it yet there's only six parts out but it is so good I love Shane Dawson Chelsea said she's a Jake Pauler now yeah (laughs) anyone who's caught up all the comments were like hmm and it's not like I would ever still go watch his stuff because I feel like I'm just too old for that like for his kind of videos yeah content but I don't despise him like I just assumed I would. Yeah. So it's really good. But on the documentary, Shane was telling Jake or J- Jake's girlfriend, Erica Costell, I think, that Jake should get rid of Team 10 and just start his own life with Erica in a house with their dog. And I'm like, I actually would watch that probably if it was just them doing like normal couple like yeah, real is- life stuff. That's true. But then he would lose all of his younger followers, I feel like. Yeah, but that's what they're there for. Good to know. Well, that's good. I know. I think that it's a hard thing because, like you said, it's hard to just be like, oh, I just won't get on it as much Mm because then you just still do. Yeah. (laughs) At least for me. I mean, you can make a conscious effort, but deleting the app really does give you no option, so you just get more stuff done. Oh, yeah. It's been so nice. I seriously feel like I've gotten so much more things done. However, I do feel a little stressed. Like when I logged on to answer some of the DMs on our podcast Instagram, I did get a little stressed when I would see people post like while I was doing it. And I'm like, I want to check in and like see what they've been up to for the last week. But I'm like, why do I care? Like I don't even – I don't think they care that I'm like – Not on social media. Yeah, exactly. No, that's true. I would feel the same. Um, Okay. So today, like JC said, we're talking about personality type tests. Which is weird that we've gotten people that have requested this topic. Yeah, we have. Actually, quite a few. So we're going to start with the Myers-Briggs personality test. So for those of you that don't know what that is, um, there's 16 different personality types. um, And it goes into like four different categories. So if you want to take this test, you can go to 16personalities.com. And it has a link there that you can take the test and read all about yourself. Okay, so here is just kind of a rundown of what it tells you about yourself because all of these tests are a little different. So the first one is your mind, whether you're extroverted or introverted. So we've talked about that before, but 
introverted means you get your energy from being alone. Extroverted means you get more energy when you're with a group of people. And then energy is um, either intuitive or observant. So you either are more obviously observant or intuitive um, about situations. And then the third one is nature. So if you're thinking or feeling. Um, and then the last one is tactics. And that's if you're judging or prospecting, which reflects like your approach to work, planning, and decision making. Oh, yeah. So if you're judging, you're more decisive, thorough, highly organized. Um, you value clarity. And if you're prospecting, you're very good at improvising, spotting opportunities. You're flexible and relaxed. And you like to keep your options open. So JC is going to tell us what she is. She took okay. this test. I took the test and I'm an ENFP personality. Okay. Yeah, so E is extroverted, N is intuitive, um, and then your F, mm -hmm. feeling, and then P, your P, so that's prospecting. Prospecting. So you like to keep your options open. Okay. So, so I, read it's us called, some of your good It's traits. called The Campaigner, and it says that I'm a true free spirit and that I'm charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate. And so true. I'm like, wow, thank you. <laughs> and the and seven percent of the population are campaigners. And it also says ENFPs are fiercely independent and much more than stability and security. They crave creativity and freedom. Which yeah, I feel I, like that is definitely you. Yeah. Um, oh, I just totally burped like into the. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You guys are getting um, to know us. It says some campaigners that you may know: Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith. Robin, Robin Williams, um, Drew Barrymore, Meg Ryan, Kelly Clarkson, Michael Scott from The Office. You kind of are like a Kelly Clarkson. She's very like bubbly and outgoing. yeah. I'm trying to okay. So the strengths and weaknesses. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't. Did I already say this right out loud, or did I just think it? But I was saying like. I don't want to just go through and read the whole thing because I feel yeah, like that'd no, be super don't. boring. Yeah. So I'm just going to give like a few strengths and weaknesses. So strengths are curious, um, observant, energetic, and enthusiastic, excellent communicators and knows how to relax and friendly. And then the weaknesses are poor practical skills, find it difficult to focus, overthink things, get stressed easily, highly emotional, and independent to a fault. Do you think that all of those are oh true? Oh my gosh, it like scares me. <laughs> As I'm reading them, I'm like, holy crap. Um, I don't think that I am like independent to a fault necessarily. That's the only one that I'm, yeah. I'm like, I can definitely be dependent sometimes. Like mm -hmm. I'm not super, but, um, I definitely find it difficult to focus. I have a really hard time focusing on one thing. Like my mind just is wandering, like going crazy. I feel like all yeah. the time. So if I have to sit down and focus on one thing, it's likely that while I'm doing that one thing, I'm thinking about, oh, what do I need to do next or then the other things that I have to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely overthink things a lot. And I get stressed easily, definitely. Like I yeah, have a hard you've time. You've told me that before. You get very overwhelmed. Yeah, but it's – I just have to – I'm someone – this doesn't have to do with the personality test necessarily, but I'm someone who has to talk things through. Mm-hmm immediately like right when I'm feeling something which I guess that goes along like one of the strengths that said is that they're excellent communicators and I do feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve so nothing like if I'm annoyed at lay for something I know a lot of my friends or family that could just like push that under the rug and be like whatever yeah but for me if I'm annoyed it's like I will tell him straight up right then and there like this really is annoying to me and this and this 
and I will get it out all on the table because I feel like I have to. It's hard for you to fake it. Yeah, I can't fake it, and I can't. And I also can't like focus. I don't know. Like that will eat me up Mm -hmm. if something's not taken care of. I'm like, I have to just get this taken care of so I can like go about my life. Yeah. So proceed. Yeah, I think that those are very very true. Will Smith, that's a good person to have. It is good. Similar. I freaking love Will Smith. You see he started like a YouTube channel? Yeah. I haven't watched any of his vlogs. I know if I need to. Um, Yeah, he's funny. Obviously. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty okay at his job. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. Nothing special. We had the same Um, last name. Oh, yeah. What a unique last name. (laughs) I'm like, Smith. Wow, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Anyway, I think that describes it pretty well. Yeah. Which one are you? I'm the advocate, so I'm INFJ, so I'm introverted, intuitive, um, feeling, and judgment, I think. The funny thing is, is I've taken this test multiple times to see if I'm, like, just lying. Like, because when you take the test, it says don't do what you want to do. Like, do what's actually the truth. how you feel. And it's kind of hard because sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I could answer this, but actually I don't. Yeah. Like, it's, even, like, it's like, are you jealous or, and moody? Yeah. And you're like, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I'm perfect. Yeah. Because there are some things about your personality, you're like, oh, I'm totally like this. And it's, like, fine to say to people. But then there are some things about your personality where you say, and it's, like, actually, that's, like, kind of concerning. But not in a way where you should feel embarrassed about it. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, oh, do you feel self-absorbed at times? And I'm, like, actually, yeah, I do. So I should probably put yes and probably try and fix it instead of be, like, no, never. Right. Like, I'm always thinking of others. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so mine's the advocate. So the advocate personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's like necessarily a good thing. I thought you said very aware, but you said very rare. Yeah, very rare. They are not idle dreamers, but people capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. It's basically saying they help others and their purpose in life is to help people, but instead of just like helping them on the surface, they want to help them help themselves. Mm, Yeah, so that describes you to a T. Yeah, so... This is very uh, stressful for me because the people that the advocates you may know is Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, and Jimmy Carter. So apparently I have to be something very awesome or (laughs) keep up with these other advocates. And there's like a bunch of like Michael Schofield from Prison Break. When I'm comparable to Michael Scott. (laughs) No, mine was, um, there was another one that rose from Titanic. I don't even remember that movie. I'm like, oh, I don't share my humongous piece of wood with people who are drowning. (laughs) Um, My (laughs) positive traits are creative, insightful, inspiring, and convincing, decisive. I'm not very decisive, though, is the thing. This is like, they're very decisive. I feel like like, like you are. Really? Yeah. Uh, Way more than me. Maybe I'm just thinking of when I'm shopping, and it takes me literally 30 minutes to pick out, like, a color. I'm like, I I don't know. Which one should I do? Yeah, true. Actually, you were not. Um, I'm remembering, like, you picking out outfits. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. In some things, I am, but determined and passionate and altruistic, and then my weaknesses are sensitive, extremely private, Eh. perfectionistic, always need to have a cause, can burn out easily. That one is, out of all of those, is true because... I tell Nick this all the time, and it sounds like a cop-out, but if I'm working at a job where I just feel like it has no real deeper meaning, I get so burnt out. So I feel like I go through jobs super fast because I just feel like, eh, I'm just like lost my motivation. So if I'm not like 100% in it, I won't succeed because I'm just like, I can't. Like, 
Like, what's the point? Yeah, this doesn't really, this isn't doing anything important. So, anyways, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. Um, That's so, it's it's crazy how accurate these things are, I I know, it really is. When I read, because they have... I mean, we're scratching the surface when we're telling you these this stuff because it has paragraphs. Oh, yeah. It goes into your relationships, your career. Even parenthood, like how oh, you yeah. parent your kids and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really, really interesting. This one is my favorite personality test of them all. Yeah, because it's very um, – what's the word? Just very in-depth. Yeah, and it gives you percentages too. So instead of like when it's INFP or like I or E, it gives you like how much of E and how much of I you are. So mine is like I'm almost – I'm just a little more introverted than I am extroverted mm-hmm. because on some of the questions, like I go through and take retake it and I'm always the same thing, but my percentages are a little different sometimes mm-hmm. when I retake it. Cause I'm like trying to be as honest as possible. Right. But anyways. Okay. So JC actually told me about this next test. It's the, I think Enneagram. Oh yeah. Enneagram. So there's reformer, lover, achiever, creative, individ- individualist, thinker, security seeker, adventurer, leader, and peacemaker. And they're all like one through nine. Like yeah. those, that's what they're. And it says the Enneagram is a p- profound and powerful guide to understanding your personality and inner workings. And this one I think is a little bit more, not negative. Like your flaws. Yeah, it kind of tells you like what it, things you almost need to work on. Yeah. So I'm a number three, Enneagram type three, the achiever. The first sentence is, people of this personality type need to be validated in order to feel worthy. They pursue success and want to be admired. Yeah. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Great. kind of true. I mean, like, I feel like I definitely do need validation. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad, but I think that is, like, a part of who I am. Is like, if I did some, you know, some people like Leif, for example, I feel like he could do something awesome and like not be recognized for it and he wouldn't really care yeah or he would do something and like just not tell anyone about it because he like doesn't really care about the recognition i don't know if it's that yeah i don't know if it's because like i've kind of been a people pleaser my whole life sounds it sounds honestly bad it's like i want (laughs) people to acknowledge i'm successful i think yeah but even like if i do something for life i feel like if he didn't react to it i'd be like wait like excuse me i not that i did that for that reason but i want you to like tell me that you liked that or like appreciate it so that i feel like that was worth it and mm-hmm. that was something good to do. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there are definitely certain people. I think it's more rare to be like Leif though. It is, I think so too. Because I feel like I'm like that too if I like make the bed or do something nice for someone. I'm and like, they don't acknowledge you're like, hmm, huh, they don't care about me? Awesome. Yeah. I'm, my number six, my number nine and my number four were tied. Oh, so really? Wait, I'm number what? Number four and number nine. Okay, Leif's a number nine. Yeah, so number nine is the – but the thing is, is I agree with that because I'm not, like, 100% number nine. Like, the peacemaker, easygoing, accommodating type. I think I'm actually more of number four, which actually is worse, but I'm just being <laughs> honest with myself. Um, their, like, worst fear is that they have no identity or personal significance. And I think that's, like, my extreme fear in life. Their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance. And I think that's, like, a big part of what my motivation is and um, is, like, finding myself, getting to know myself to, like, the deepest level possibly that you can. That's Um, good, though. At their best, they're inspired and highly creative, able to renew themselves. Ooh, awesome. (laughs) And transform their experiences. Um, So they, like, want to express themselves. It's, like – 
the individualist is what this one's called. But they're expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, great. I know. But when I read it, it's like, they're charismatic, but deep down they have no confidence. (laughs) I'm like, cool. (laughs) Great. No, I didn't. I'm making that up. I know some of them. Well, someone I... One of them I read was like, it said self-aware instead of self-absorbed. I'm like, I'm going to push that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that. And then number nine was like the peacemaker, easygoing, accommodating. So yeah. Which is those kind of like opposite, but. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm kind of all over the board, but. I know all of mine that I've taken are like the achiever, the campaigner, the yeah. go-getter. But then it's like, you have the worst, like the <laughs> deepest insecurities. I'm like, great. They're like, it's a mask yeah. that you put up. <laughs> it's like all that matters to you is what's on the surface and your image i'm like great (laughs) you're very materialistic (laughs) it just is saying like which i think is true well it's good to read these for that reason because you start to think of the motivation behind things that you do and it starts to make you actually evaluate yourself yeah no it is good i think that my whole life i've been that way where i'm like very much a go-getter but almost Maybe not for the right reasons. Like maybe yeah. for validation, you know? Yeah. I definitely think that I have good intentions, like even behind what I do now. I was telling Leif, I genuinely couldn't care less when people comment and they're like, you look so cute or you look pretty or whatever. Like, I mean, it means yeah. it, it's nice. I think it's, but I told him, I'm like, I'm definitely not fueled by that at all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, I want to post a selfie so that people can tell me that I'm pretty. But the comments that more resonate with me are definitely the ones where it's like you've inspired me to do this like they literally Mm -hmm. make me cry every time because I'm like oh that's my whole goal so I don't think I have bad intentions by any means like I always want to be a positive space in the social media world and stuff but I do think that my whole life I've been that kind of person where I'm always like teacher's pet or like Mm -hmm. like I've kind of always wanted to have that validation that I'm like doing good yeah I don't know what that stems from probably childhood trauma awesome (laughs) you know but yeah I'm sure it's not good but I do I do think that I'm lucky to not have like bad intentions yeah no I don't think you do I think that's pretty common like I think a lot of people listening are probably thinking the same thing the next one we're going to jump into is the color personality test which I hadn't heard about until you told me to take it today so what color are you I'm blue okay so do you have like what that means Yeah, it says, congratulations, you are a blue. Blues are motivated by intimacy. They seek to genuinely connect with others and need to be understood and appreciated. Everything they do is quality-based. They are loyal friends, employers, and employees. Whatever or whomever they commit to is their sole focus. They love to serve and give themselves freely in order to nurture others' lives. Um, They say that they live honest and committed lives. They enjoy sharing meaningful moments in conversation they're dependable, thoughtful, and analytical, but can also be self-righteous, worry-prone, and moody. And they are sainted pit bulls who never let go of something or someone once they are committed. Aw. Which I definitely think is true. So when Leif asked me to marry him, mm-hmm. or sorry, he asked for like my dad's permission or whatever. So he had a sit-down talk with my dad about it and like asked him if he could marry me and stuff and I remember that my dad said like I told him that he'll never find someone more loyal oh and like that was like the main thing that he said I'm like that's very sweet but I do think that I'm a very loyal person but to a fault to where well you know like I've been Mm -hmm. too loyal to people who don't deserve it where I'm just like getting drug around whatever but like recently in recent years I've kind of not that I'm not loyal anymore but I 
have had to put myself first and be mm-hmm. like, there's certain people who don't deserve that, honestly. I would or, agree. I think you are very loyal. Thank you. Not to me, though. <laughs> Great. When you married Leif, you showed me you weren't as loyal to me as I thought you were. <laughs> but it also says that I am that I can be, like, worry-prone and moody, which is definitely true. I mean, I'm sure it's part of being a girl, too, but sometimes I'm like, who am I? I'm so Are you a worrier? Moody. I don't really feel like you're a worrier, though. I don't know if I'm a – I'm a worrier, I think, but more – it's more stressed. Like, oh. it's more I get stressed about things, but I'm not, like, worried about the possibility of this or yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't really worry about future things. Just but overwhelmed. I, f- I think I just get stressed and overwhelmed easily. So I'm yellow, so my motive is fun. Mm. Yellows are motivated by fun. They are inviting and embrace life as a party that they're hosting. They love playful interaction and can be extremely sociable. They are highly persuasive and seek instant gratification. Awesome. (laughs) Yellows need to be adored and praised. While yellows are carefree, they are sensitive and highly alert to others' agendas to control them. Yellows typically typically carry within themselves the gift of a good heart. They are charismatic, spontaneous, and positive, but can also be irresponsible, obnoxious, and forgetful. (laughs) Obnoxious. Um, And sometimes I feel – I don't know if – okay, so – just so everyone knows, this test goes a lot into, like, what you were as a child. Mm. Oh, yeah, it does. So you, you answer all the questions what you were like as a child and in your younger days. So it's not necessarily – so it, it feels a little more real because that's how you naturally were. And then maybe life kind of taught Changed you to you. be a different way. But this is definitely how I feel like I was when I was younger because my parents and, like, I was always the one in my family that was – like trying to entertain everybody, acting like a dog so my brothers would laugh, like just doing dumb things. And I always was very, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I was always very inclusive of people when I was little. Like mm-hmm. I never wanted anyone to ever feel left out. So I would always like be friends with a new kid or very kind, whatever. <laughs> but sometimes it got me in trouble because, you know, sometimes you're like really nice to the new kid and then it's like they attach and you're like, yeah, <laughs> like, great. I can't do a thing without you. Awesome. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, that's how I make some of my good friends. But for a better relationship with me, JC, mm. you must accept playful teasing. <laughs> enjoy Treats my- me as if I'm, we're dating. <laughs> I'm like, to better our relationship. No, this is just, um, did yours have like a little thing that said that? Like how to. Oh, yeah. Let me look at it. Yeah, I want to see yours. Enjoy my charismatic innocence. Value my social skills. Remember that I feel deeply. You must not push me too intensely. (laughs) Ignore me. Forget my creativity. Think I'm a lightweight and criticize me seriously. Yeah, this one is actually the most, unfortunately, real for me. Really? Mine says, um, for a better relationship with me, you must um, appreciate me, be loyal, allow time for me to collect my thoughts. You must not make me feel guilty be rude or abrupt, expect spontaneity, or expect me to forgive quickly. Hmm. I'm a brat. (laughs) No, that's really true, though. That's so funny. The worst thing that I do... Wait, when this is my favorite one? No, the worst... Oh, I'm like, no, it's not. No, the worst (laughs) thing that I do is Leif will, like, apologize to me. He's, like, so humble. He genuinely is so forgiving, so humble. Like, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way and that I did blah, blah, blah. I'm like... It's okay, but (laughs) there's always like, and he's always like, all right. He's like, why'd you have to throw that in there? Like you could have just said, we could have moved past it. Cause I'm always like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, thanks for saying sorry. It just really offends me when he's like, I just said, sorry. I'm like, yeah, I'm annoying. 
So like when I it just says, want you to make sure you know you're wrong. Yeah. So when it says expect me to forgive quickly or don't expect me to forgive quickly. That's true. That's funny. But I feel like it takes me a second to forgive people. But then once I do, I'm like, like once I make make it up in my mind that I'm forgiving them. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. That's it. But that's true. it does take me a minute. We call that a backhanded apology at my house. Well, I do with Nick. Yeah. And he says like, I'm really sorry that I that the way that I said this hurt your feelings because you're sensitive or like yeah. say something like that where you're I'm like, like, just say sorry. That's not an actual sorry. Yeah. That's like you saying, I'm sorry that my truthful comment made you hurt your feelings <laughs> because you're a sensitive baby. <laughs> yeah. I actually really liked this one. Yeah, I like that code. one too. If you um, want to take this test, it's colorcode.com. What was the last one, the Enneagram? I think it's just Enneagram. <clears throat> E-N-N, oh, I lied, just kidding. It's eclecticenergies.com. I think there are a lot for the Enneagram one, too, as well. You can just take different, on different sites. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but you guys should, oh my gosh. (laughs) You guys should go, oh gosh. Me, a bully. You guys should go take these. Today, Junior. You guys should go take them if you're interested because it really does, I feel like, tell you a lot about yourself, um, especially all the different ones. Like, you can take different parts of each personality test and be like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And it kind of yeah. gives you an insight into why you are the way you are or what you can work on or what your strengths or weaknesses are. So I like it. Me too. Um, I have one more for you. What is a surprise? Yeah, this is a surprise. Gotcha. What is it? Um, okay, this is called the Gre- – it's it was developed by Gretchen Rubin. And it's a personality test based on how you are motivated. Mm. So it's kind of like the color one, but it's more um, – here, I'll just tell you. There's four different types. Okay. So you're either an upholder, a questioner, a rebel, or an obliger. Okay. So upholders respond readily to outer and inner expectations. Um, questioners question all expectations. They'll meet an expectation if they think it makes sense. Essentially, they make all expectations into inner expectations. Rebels resist all expectations, outer and inner. Um, and then obligers meet outer expectations but struggle to meet expectations they impose on themselves. So if you're an – I say I would be an upholder because I um, love to-do lists. I follow the rules even sometimes when, like, people aren't looking. It gives me a lot of anxiety if I don't. And I'm also, like, decently good at doing New Year's resolutions. And, like, if I set myself – up for something like I will do it you know if I do it within myself or if someone else gives it to me um but my husband is a rebel (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think I'm a rebel too yeah he resists like all outer and inner expectations so he even says that sometimes when he's trying to like accomplish something he's like I just have to tell myself like I just I don't have to do it if I don't want to otherwise I won't Hmm, like if he feels too much pressure he's like "Mm." yeah he's like well then I just won't do it Hmm. So I I've learned how to manipulate him into doing what I want. No, I'm kidding. But I have like just come to find out that there's no way I can tell him, hey, like, can do you do this? this? Like he'll do it if I'm like – because he actually cares about me. But I feel like I'm one of the only people in this world that he will like, like – He doesn't like rules. Yeah, he does not like rules. He does not like being told what to do. So do I whatsoever. take a test to know? No, I mean there's just – You just – She doesn't have a test I don't think because this is like fairly new but – Okay, so this one's actually called, it's called the four tendencies. Mm -hmm. So we all face two kinds of expectations, outer expectations and inner expectations. Our response to expectations determines our tendency. 
that is wherever we fit in the category. So the importance of knowing your tendency can help you set up situation in the ways that make it more likely that you'll achieve your goals. Hmm. Have you kept a New Year's resolution where you weren't accountable? So you guys listening can do this as well. Um, have you kept a New Year's resolution where you weren't accountable to anyone? A resolution like drinking more water or keeping a journal? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm good at keeping resolutions, but I make them whenever the time seems right. I'm good at keeping New Year's resolutions, even ones that no one knows about but me. And I've had trouble with that kind of resolution. I'm not inclined to make one. No, I hate to bind myself in any way. I think I'm the third where I'm like, I have trouble with it. I like the idea of resolutions and goals and lists. Mm -hmm. Not super organized as a person, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, but I like the idea of it, but I do have a really hard time staying accountable. But there's, um, that's actually something that I've been thinking a lot about lately because I've been thinking like, I just want to do a few things for myself. Mm -hmm. Well, this one says I I have trouble I struggle keeping expectations if it's only helping myself. Yeah, which is, I think, me. Because, yeah. But I want to start making more goals internally and keeping up with them because I do feel very accomplished when I do that. Yeah. Like when I do – what's the word? Do something for yourself. Yeah, when I do something for myself and accomplish something that I set in my own mind. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Leif this, this morning at breakfast. I'm like, I am so proud of myself for eating – pretty dang healthy for the Mm -hmm. past like year yeah I obviously still treat myself totally but I was just thinking back to what I ate in high school and even just like in college and I'm like I did not care about my health at all Mm -hmm. like I ate chicken fingers and french fries and (laughs) like all day every day sonic and mcflurries oh yeah goldfish oh I'm just thinking of all the things I ate like so many snacks like snacky foods. Yeah. Cheesy. Just constant, constant. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know how I wasn't like literally, literally 700 pounds. Yeah, literally 50 pounds heavier than I am now. But I was just telling him, I'm so proud of myself. Like every time I go to a restaurant, genuinely not because clearly I wouldn't be able to keep that mm-hmm. up for anyone else. So yeah. it's obviously my own choice to like try and live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. That is something that if you told me like in high school, oh, you would be like mostly vegan and you would do this. I would literally laugh in your face. I'd be like, yeah, right. Because no. I'm just, I've always been kind of a picky eater. And mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not trying That's to toot true. my own horn, but I'm like, I told them today at breakfast, I'm like, I'm shocked that when I go yeah. to a breakfast place, I'm like, oh, can I get the like, you know, like just a healthy More option. More green option. Yeah, like yeah. today I got like spinach and whatever. And I'm just like. Where did you go without me? I'm like, hey, it's nothing. Um, have you been to First Watch? Have you? <laughs> just staring no. into my soul. It's actually really good. Where is it? It's um, it's in Gilbert. I actually don't know the crossroads, but it's like ten minutes from Leaf's parents' oh, house. That's fun. It's really good, but they have um oatmeal and like coconut chia seed pudding, Ooh. and then they have avocado toast and like a scramble with spinach and and veggies and stuff, which is what I got. Ooh, that sounds good. It's so good. Anyway, that's the one thing. Yeah, I wanted to say that because I'm like, that's the one thing I've kept yeah. up on for myself, for genuinely. That like I don't care if people. No. no or not. It's just like for me, I just want to be healthier. And so that's been like something that I've actually stuck to that I'm like, wow, that's yeah, you do impressive. Eat, you do eat pretty healthy. I mean, I definitely eat yeah. treats and crap sometimes, but, but good the most treats part. and crap. That's part of being healthy. Yeah. Right? Oh, I just remembered I have ice cream in the fr- freezer. I'm so excited. <gasps> oh, yeah. So do I. Hmm. Wait, do you in this fridge? You put it in this fridge? Yeah. Or freezer? Oh, why can I not say freezer? I feel like that's part of – I feel like people have to be very strong if they don't need someone to keep them accountable. Yeah. Like, in my mind, that takes a very strong person because 
I feel like you're like that where you don't really need someone to keep you accountable. You'll just do yeah, it. Yeah, but at the same time, also the on the other spectrum, I it's almost to a fault. Like that's what's gotten me into a lot of like mental trouble is because I have these expectations for myself and a lot of them I can like have pretty good self-control of, but when I mess up, I like seriously beat myself up about it. Like I'm a little bit of a perfectionist with that. Yeah. And also rules. I don't know why I am like such a rule person. You like them? Like I love rules. I need to have rules in order to like succeed. Even when I'm like just working at a regular job, when I was working retail or food, if they didn't give me like a specific play by play of like what they wanted me to do, I seriously struggled because I'm like, okay, I don't know if you want me to like put this here or put this here. Am I going to get in trouble if it's like, I don't know why that yeah. is, but also That's probably childhood trauma. So, <laughs> Yeah. But so I'm guessing you're an obliger. I think so. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a horrible person. <laughs> you only do things for other people. Well, that's good, actually. So if you want to take this one, it's GretchenRubin.com. How do you spell we'll, Rubin? Um, R-U-B-I-N. Cool. So this one I actually really like. We actually learned about this in my health school, mm. health coaching school, um, to know like what our clients were so that we can kind of help them achieve their goals. But if you know what you are, then for Helps certain things, yeah, you can help yourself. Cool. So is there anything else? Um, we're going to do our That's What They oh, Said yeah. segment, our favorite things that have stuck out to us this week or, or quotes. Mine is not like a specific quote. It's just um, a note that I had written down from the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep book. Well, there's two things. Tell me if I've already said this on the podcast. Because okay. I remember in the episode with Andy, um, I mentioned something from this book, but just tell me if I've already said this portion of it. So something that they were talking that he was talking about in the book is how pointless it is to get upset or care about little things like um a gas station cashier that gives you all nickels as your change or like an annoying waitress or something like oh, that. Yeah. Did I mention that on the podcast? I don't remember. But anyway, he's just saying how pointless it is to care about little things and how if you do that, you're just like literally searching for things to be annoyed about. Because I mm-hmm. know people like that where they get so overly annoyed about little things like that. Yeah. And he's just saying like if something doesn't ultimately matter, like stop giving Caring. your energy to it. Yeah, honestly. don't give your energy to it like that. And so anyway, that was something that I liked. And then another thing, these are all just notes i would written down. So I don't think they're like exact quotes from the book, but these are just little things. So. Um, I wrote down, there are healthy doses of pain. Rejection teaches you not to make the same mistake again. You shouldn't coddle yourself and make sure that you never experience pain because it is necessary to grow and progress. Ooh. And so I don't know if that's, I don't think that's like word for word. It's just what I had written down in my notes. But um, that, I love that because it's kind of the concept. I think I said this on the podcast, but kind of that concept of like, Oh, seeing any adversity as like an injustice, like that should not be happening to me. My life should be going great. Like, why is this happening? It's kind of that same mentality where if you expect yourself to never face rejection and never face pain, because I think ultimately when we're going through life, that's what we want. You don't want to face rejection or pain. No, that's like everyone's worst fear. Right. That's, that's not something you want. And so it's instinctual. You think in your head, 
Like you're trying to avoid those things at all costs. Most mm-hmm. people anyway. I definitely am. I hate rejection. I hate feeling any sort of pain or yeah. contention in any way. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, Some yeah, people yeah. like, you know, people they that dwell like, in pity parties. Yeah, they love like being the victim. They love being the victim. But I am seriously like it stresses me out more than anything. So, um, but it, they're just saying you shouldn't coddle yourself be, and make sure you never experience pain because then you'll never grow, which mm-hmm. is so true because it's like that classic line of like, your trials make you stronger and blah, blah, blah. But it's so true. It's like if you never face any sort of rejection, how are you going to progress in any way? Yeah. You like have to go through th- things to, to get learn. better and learn. So anyway, I liked that. I like that too. So self-sabotage, you guys. It works. Um, obviously kidding. Um, <laughs> so everyone's like, okay. Right, start in their notes. I need to self-sabotage myself. <laughs> so I can grow and be a better person. This actually is funny because it goes right along with the um, quizzes we were just talking about. Um, my goal is not to be better than anyone else, but to be better than I used to be. So good. Just simple, good. And I think that's how a lot of people should be looking at it. And especially with this social media fest that I'm doing. It is easier though to not, when you don't have social media, to stop comparing your success to other people's. Mm-hmm. And so if you're focused on other people's there's always I think we've said this too but like there's always going to be someone who's smarter than you who's prettier than you who's funnier than you who's more successful than you who's faster than you like whatever always always so it's just at least in your mind yeah and you're never going to get anywhere and it's going to seem daunting to try and catch up so just try and catch up with yourself yeah I love that in my book that I have my ebook um I think I said that like don't look at anyone else as competition look at yourself as your competition of like yeah just progressing every day yeah and you will definitely be proud of yourself and progress if yeah. you are thinking of it that way because you're going to feel defeated if you're comparing yourself to something you that's unattainable, you yeah, know, like a exactly. celebrity or a huge They have a media completely star. different – and this is also um, something that goes into like health in general and having a balanced life is it's important to realize that like bio-individuality is a thing and everyone is completely different. They have different – you have a different body, you have a different, you grew up in a different culture, environment, just everything about you is so different and unique. And so there's no way, even if you did exactly what someone else did, you would get the same results. So there's really no point in doing that. That's so, so. true. Wow. Me stunned right now. I'm like, <laughs> when I realize I have a different mind than everyone else. My, that's yeah. true though. Mm-hmm. Every single thing about you is different. Wow. So thanks for listening. And, <laughs> and that's what we said. <laughs> Um, no, but I wanted to say that your YouTube, your vlog. Oh yeah. So I made a little vlog of our trip to New York. It's kind of meshed together with one of mine and Leif's, uh, like our road trip to Idaho. Um, I combined two vlogs basically, but I showed some footage of us in New York, um, me and Chelsea when we went on our little trip to NYC and did a few interviews and just like basically ate the whole trip but um yeah if you go to my channel on youtube it's called leif and jc l-e-i-f and then my name jc you can find it it just says nyc vlog i think and go watch their video where leif recreates all of jc's pictures that one's funny too you like that one (laughs) it's kind of an old video it's funny i i was actually i came across the pictures the other day on my computer and i was dying so funny like i kind of forgot we did this so funny he like um, nailed it is the funniest part, i know you like got good. so into it too so funny um okay what was i gonna say nothing okay well we also have our what we said podcast um instagram 
and which is just at what we said podcast or you guys can email us at hello at what we said podcast.com if you have any questions comments or concerns we also have a blog on our website what we said podcast.com if you go to our blog section we have contributors every week so if you want some fun inspiring motivating posts to read go there also for this episode if you guys Want to take if you guys go and take any of these tests, post it on your story and tag us so we can kind of see like what you guys are. And yeah, that'd be, it'd be fun. fun to compare. And if we're maybe some of us are the same and we can relate about our childhood trauma. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate your support as always. We love you, and that's, that's what, what we said. said.